0: Hi, my name is Lindsay Adams, and you are listening to Mindful as a Mother. As you know, if you're a listener of this podcast, I have been working on creating my own course to teach you how to teach your kids to manage big emotions. And instead of telling you what's in the course and how it's helpful, I'm just going to let someone that has taken it tell you how it's helpful. So here's Lara from Lolo Home Kitchen to share her experience with coping for kids.
1: I absolutely love Lindsay's course. It is like having a child therapist right in your back pocket. And I love it because she gives the why and the science behind all of these ideas, but also then gives you action tasks and tangible things that you can do and you can practice every day with your kids that are really simple. And not only has it helped my daughter, but it's also helped me because when my daughter starts to feel those big emotions, my anxiety goes up. And so it's been able to help both of us at the same time. And I, we've only really been doing this for a couple weeks now in practicing, but I've already seen a shift because I can plan for situations where I know it might be overwhelming for her and I can see her signs that she is starting to get overwhelmed and I know exactly what to do because we've practiced it and I can distract her and I can get her mind off things and I can help her work through those emotions in a positive way. I cannot recommend Lindsay's course enough. It has been so wonderful to learn all of this. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy
0: or the therapeutic relationship and the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hello and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. By the time you are hearing this, my course will be launched. And I'm so relieved and probably so exhausted (laughs) and so excited for everyone to get the course, listen to it, experience it. Anyway, if you are new here, my name is Lindsay Adams. I'm a child therapist and mindful motherhood educator, and I really just love helping moms and children manage their emotions, set themselves up for success so that they can enjoy day-to-day life. That is my goal. So today's episode is a special one because I'm going to talk more about regulating your own emotions with your child so that you can help them with theirs. This is a topic that I go into in my course And I wanted to provide you with some quick tips that you can implement like today to help you in managing your emotions with your kids. So, in order to get there, we need to talk about why it's important to manage your emotions. When we are able to manage our own emotions and our reactions with our kids, especially when they are having big emotions, It helps them go through their big emotions more quickly because we're not continuing to escalate the situation or creating a power struggle. You know what I'm talking about. The time where you yell at your kid and then they yell back or they get more upset and it just escalates, right? Whereas if we can stay calm and let our child have their emotions, the meltdowns end a little more quickly. It also makes enjoying day-to-day life a little bit easier because you're not getting so upset than being upset at yourself for yelling or for saying something you didn't mean. You're recovering more quickly from meltdowns. They're recovering more quickly and you can just enjoy your life and your time together. Third is we are one, modeling emotional regulation to our kids. They are seeing how we handle difficult, or emotional situations so they can learn how to handle it themselves. If we show them when they are having very intense emotions or big feelings that we can handle it, that it's not scary, it shows them that they can handle it and that it's not scary. We want to show them like, hey, we've got this. I've got your big feelings. I can manage those because eventually they're gonna be able to self-regulate and say, hey, I got this, big feelings aren't that big of a deal, right? We all have them. So that's why it's important. Now, how we do that, or why it's so hard to do that maybe is the next step. It is so damn hard. And the quickest answer I can give you to why it's hard is, Cause we are also humans with our own baggage and crap and nothing triggers your crap like parenting and um, marriage so we're going to talk about it in terms of parenting today we can talk about it in terms of marriage another day but parenting just triggers all of your stuff all of the things from your own childhood all of your beliefs that you have that you didn't know you had, all of your expectations about yourself and your child, all of your wor- world views, if you have it, parenting is going to challenge it. This is especially true of like unresolved stuff from your childhood. Now, if you're like me, our parents did the best they could. But they were raised in a world where expressing and feeling emotions wasn't really like a thing. And they were raised where you just did what your parents said. You didn't question it, you didn't backtalk, you didn't have space for feelings, you just did what you were told to do. And that's great. But we don't really live in that world anymore. And a lot, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably trying to parent your child differently than that. So, while our parents did the best that they could and they weren't intentionally trying to cause damage within us, there's some damage. So, when our child has big feelings or reactions, it's like punching a bruise. Like, they walk up to us and they punch a bruise and it hurts so bad and it's connected to something within us that we feel insecure about or that happened in our own childhood. Figuring out what these things are is really important in keeping that from happening. Um, And that's a whole thing that I could go into. But today we're going to focus on things you can do in the moment. So we have our triggers. We have our stuff, right? And no matter how much work we do on ourselves, we're always going to have stuff. That creates the big reaction in us. The other thing I think is overwhelm and overstimulation as parents. We're doing 75 things at a time. We've got somewhere to be and we're five minutes late and it's just there's a lot going on all the time and we can feel really overwhelmed and be easily frustrated. And so one more thing, one more loud noise, one more meltdown can just send us over. So now let's talk about what you can do if you lose it or if you want to lose it with your kid, first of all, nothing is an emergency. I repeat, nothing is an emergency unless there's like a safety issue. So most of the time, if my kids are like throwing a tantrum and they're not like hurting themselves or someone else, I let them throw the tantrum. I'm not going to try and intervene. I'm going to let their brain and body calm down. I'm going to let my own brain and body calm down we don't need to respond immediately. No matter how much you think you're going to teach your child a lesson or prove your point in that moment, they're not hearing it, they're not learning, and all it's going to do is damage your relationship. I'm gonna say that again. No matter how much you want to teach that lesson in the middle of a meltdown, they're not hearing, they're not learning, and all it's going to do is damage your relationship with your child. So take a minute, take a deep breath, count to 150 if you need to. When you are breathing, something that is really helpful is having your exhale be longer than your inhale. So counting like you would breathe in for four and out for six. We're gonna try it right now. Breathe in. Two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, five, six. One more time. Breathe in. Two, three, four, out. Two, three, four, five, six. You cannot tell me that you don't feel more relaxed right now. That helps your brain Get your prefrontal cortex back in action. So what happens when our child triggers us is we lose the functioning of our prefrontal cortex which is the smart part of your brain. It helps you make smart decisions, it helps you be logical. Our brain is fully operating from the lizard part which is survival mode. Our adrenaline is rushing, we are in like full-on fight-or-flight. So this type of breathing can bring the smart part, the logical part of your brain back so that you can be more rational in dealing with your child. So taking a couple of those breaths, super helpful, gets you back in the moment, and then you can help your child with their emotions because you are fully there. The next thing you can do is get yourself back in your body. This is another part of like, fight or flight and having a, even if it's like a trigger or a trauma responses, we're typically not in our body, our brain, our mind is somewhere else. We feel tense in our body, our heat in our chest, on our face, our heart is pounding. We are just all amped up. So you can do what I like to call a grounding exercise. And there's a few that I really like. The first one that's pretty common is the five, four, three, two, one 3 one method. And in this one, you find five things you can see in the room that you're in. Four things you can feel. So it might be in your body, it might be your clothes on your body, might be your body on the chair, your feet on the floor, your clothes on your body. Three things you can hear in the room or in the environment. Two things you can smell if you can smell anything. And one thing you can taste. Something you can do with taste as well is you can get a really strong mint like an altoid or like a cinnamon altoid Uh, or I'm trying to think lifesavers are very strong if you like that taste I don't like that taste I prefer like a mint and just put it in your mouth and and suck on it and focus on that taste also cinnamon hard candy works really well in this situation if you're more like a cinnamon person and that can help us Bring ourselves back to our body so that we can respond with our whole brain and body and be intentional and present in showing up for our kids. Another grounding, getting back into your body exercise is picking something of a color in the room you're in. So say I pick red so that I'm going to look around and find all the red things in the room that I'm in. Those are really quick, simple things that you can do almost anywhere, and most of the time quietly, either while your child is having a meltdown or if you need to step away as long as they're safe and having a meltdown. And then when you approach them and the interaction you have with them is calm and controlled, it makes things go so much more smoothly. The next thing you can do is kind of more of like a long-term thing. So it's recognizing where your child's, where your triggers come from and doing inner child work. And that's a whole thing. Inner child work is a whole thing if you've never heard of it. But just recognizing what behaviors trigger you and why they trigger you and doing work on that and on yourself, whether it's through a therapist, meditations, journaling, visualizations. I'm going to do a whole episode on the inner child. But I think just being aware is very helpful because then we know like, okay, this is triggering me because of this. So does a child not listening to you trigger you? Does a child telling you no trigger you because you feel disrespected because of something that happened in your childhood? Like making those connections is super important. And if you haven't done the work and can't make the connections yourself, this is where a therapist is very, very helpful. So I think that helps us too because then in the moment we're able to say, This is about me and something within me that I need to work on. This isn't about my kid or their behavior. So yelling at my child about their behavior is not going to fix what's going on with me, right? And so I'm able to control my reactions better because I'm able to recognize what's mine and what's theirs. This is also really important work to do because we don't wanna send the message to our child that they are the problem. Even if we apologize, Even if we do the best we can and we still like yell or get emotional or freak out at them, we're sending the message in the moment that they're the reason that we're freaking out. They don't know any different. They are not in our heads, swimming around in our brain, trying to figure out like what happened or what's going, you know, what our trigger is what happened in our childhood they don't know that stuff all they see and feel and hear in the moment is that mom is mad mom is yelling at me I must be bad so being able to recognize these things helps us stop before we get there and then also helps us recognize that we need when we apologize to our kids we need to explain that hey this isn't you buddy like mom just has this going on or mom was just having a bad day or whatever that is okay So get a therapist, do some inner child work, recognize what is yours and what is theirs. Another good way to like make these connections with inner child work is there's a great book called The Power of Showing Up by Dan Siegel. He talks about the brain. He talks about attachment. Uh, Paige has a book club that's like perfect for this. This is the book that she's been doing and it really helps you connect the dots between your childhood and what happened there and to how you parent now and how you want to parent now. So it can help us really like make those connections and form a really cohesive like okay I want to do these things differently and this is why and it helps us understand and create more empathy one for our parents but also for ourselves in our interactions with our child. So I hope this was helpful. This is a shorter episode But it came with lots of tips, lots of actionable things that you can do. Take a breath. Nothing's an emergency. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you want more of Mindful as a Mother, you can find me on Instagram at lins underscore Adams LCSW. Once again, at Linz L-I-N-D-S underscore Adams L C S W